0: Isn't it wonderful to be a part of a church community that does so much for other people? Isn't that fantastic? And um, thank you to all of you that make it happen, all the volunteers, all the teams, all the contributors. If you're new here, there's so much more to this church community than just what you see in this room. So I encourage you, as you've been welcomed and encouraged here, come back next week or keep leaning in to all the spread of what's going on. This is a smorgasbord of things you can get involved in. Okay, so today we are going to continue our series, the Jesus series, focusing on the person of the Holy Spirit. We felt led to do this series a few weeks ago, and since then, God has been doing great things in the community. Some stories you've heard already. I spoke to you about how God is a trinity, and is three in one. There's the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And the Spirit gets a bad rep, like the awkward uncle that you invite to the Christmas party because you need to. We're actually the Holy Spirit should play a fundamental part in our role and our, and our life. I said this, that Jesus sets me free, but the Holy Spirit keeps me free. And it's his work and his presence in my life that enables me to live a life free from worry and overburdening desires. We said that we should be bursting with his power, bursting with his peace, with his love, with his grace, with his goodness, because that's who God is. And uh, we challenged each other last week that we should tear down anything that separates us from God's presence in our life because God places no law and no restriction for you having a new life with him. Instead, it's on us to be open to him in order to receive what he has for us. Now, what you might not know is something called a carol. It's not a Christmas carol. It's a human being called carol. Everyone knows a carol, right? We all know that Carol, who's wise beyond her years, who has always, like, she's always seems like she's just existed on planet Earth. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's always been here. And, um, and I was chatting to her a few weeks ago, and she's part of the prayer team, the prayer ministry here. Um, and I was just talking to her about just, you know, asking, you know, pray for us for wisdom, me, Siobhan and Rach, the leadership team, moving forward. And she said, the key thing is, Ben, she was like, do you know, she says this, do you know, that's how you know something goes happening when she goes, do you know, this is, this is what someone laughed really funny then. It was really great. Um, do you know, this is what I've learned in my life. Don't be one step in front of God. Don't be one step behind God, but be in step with him. And I thought, Carol, I am so stealing that one. <laughs> That'll be a book one day. So today, I have absolutely ripped Carol off. Today's message is called, In Step with the Spirit. And it's all credit to the almighty Carol. So thank you, Carol. We love you so much, you and your husband. Uh, right now I just want to share a scripture with you in Galatians chapter 5 please turn there if you can and it'll be on screen if you don't you can go to the way app if you don't have a bible on your phone but it's Galatians chapter 5 it's in the bible and Paul is writing a short letter to a bunch of people in a place called Galatia that's why they're called Galatians they're not Martians they're just people from Galatia Galatians chapter 5 verses 25 says this if we live by the spirit let us also keep in step with the Spirit. It is so true that you can be led by the Spirit, but not be in step with Him. Well, you can do something you feel God is asking you to do, but then along the journey, you lose your way. (laughs) And suddenly, you and God are just not vibing anymore. You're like, why is this not working? And it's because it's our responsibility to be in step with Him. Now, I'm... I'm an expert in all things unholy. So I thought what I'd do is I'd introduce three holy people to you uh, to share a bit of wisdom about how they keep in step with the spirit. So I wanna introduce uh, two of my favorite people, Candy and Ollie. Come on, welcome them to the stage. Great. These two are legends, very good friends of mine, and in two very different spheres and stages of life. Um, and so, yeah, Candy, who is a good friend of mine, she manages postcode, she's a mum of two, has to mum a husband a few times, you know, sometimes, um, but a real woman of treasure. So, so, Candy, would you mind just sharing something from your story about how you keep in step with the Spirit, how you keep close to God, just in your everyday life?
1: Hello. <laughs> So firstly, when Ben did ask me to share my heart, I was thinking, How on earth am I gonna fit forty eight years into a couple of minutes? Wow. So here goes. (laughs) So firstly, I just wanna say I am utterly and over the moon in awe of our Father God. And I will always be until I take my last breath. And if I had to choose one example in my life, it's when my husband and I went through extreme financial difficulty. And we lost our businesses and so much more. I had a breakthrough moment with God. And during this challenging time, he showed me that my security did not lie in stuff. My house, my health, my children, my husband. It was my eternal security that he wanted my investment in. And I can now say, with the favor of God, we've been mortgage free for 10 years.
0: Oh, that's amazing, wow.
1: (laughs) And throughout mine, and my husband's and my daughter's lives, I have seen God do exceedingly, abundantly, more than I could ever dream or imagine. And he still continues to do this. And what that looks for me right now is living free every day. Not in a delusional kind of way, but in a way knowing that I would never be able to rely on my own strength. And that's because I fall short every day. And that's why I make a conscious decision to ask the Holy Spirit to guide me, not in just the big stuff, but in the everyday small things. I know I can easily waste my energy and time in so much busyness and stress of life. But I know, but I now choose to pause and ask the Holy Spirit for help. I desire to live a life speaking with him the first thing in the morning and he's the last person I wanna speak to when I close my eyes and go to sleep. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Candy, that was fantastic, thank you. Yeah, I think you can go go off now. Thanks, Candy, we so appreciate you. Right, uh, Ollie, uh, a son of the house, uh, came to Faith here a few years ago, married here, is a Bolton fan, don't hold that against him. But he knows what Faith is, do you know what I mean? Um, well done. Sorry, but, yeah sorry yeah um, Ollie's the assistant manager in the community grocery and so much more so, so Ollie would you mind just sharing from your journey how you stay close to God and try and keep in step with him
2: yeah uh, it's interesting really because I think I, I echo a lot of what Candy's just said I've simply just been in awe of God recently you know God's clearly doing something in in this church community in Wigan in the wider community he's clearly doing something and it's whether we just want to be on that journey as well is what I would say, um, and and recently I feel like I got a fresh revelation of who the Holy Spirit is to me, and it's just about daily sacrifice, daily surrender. Big words that I've used there, but I hope it I hope it um, it falls well in your heart. In that I I would constantly I would say hinder hinder the Holy Spirit working in me and through me, whether that was out of nerves, whether it was out of fear, but and that, and that's not what 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 we should do if the holy spirit is truly speaking to you whether that's to pray to someone uh, have a word for someone and it might not be that big big um big spiritual things like that but not hindering the holy spirit really working in you and through you and that's because practically it is it's this daily sacrifice this daily surrender of surrendering our will to god's will so that very much is his kingdom come and his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven um <laughs> And it's so we can, we can simply be what we, we say, but a vessel, a vessel for the Holy Spirit. We may physically, practically be here, but simply just so the Holy Spirit can work in us and through us, whatever that looks like, whether that's in our, our job, our friendships, our relationships, our ministry, so that the Holy Spirit can just work in us and through us. And as I say, it's simply just daily surrender. But can you imagine if all of us actually just grasped that? And we was all just united in spirit. You know, scripture says where there's unity, God commands a blessing. And imagine if we just grasped that, where there was unity, God would bless that in Jesus' name.
0: Come on all, come on. Yeah. You can go now, mate. But yeah. 15 minutes? Stay on, do you know what I mean? I'll tell you what. Um, it's so true. I love what Candy said about how it's a daily walk and it's not a delusional walk. It's a faith-filled, hope-filled walk every single day. Despite all the muck and the stuff we put up with, he is present with us. And I love the thought about he's the first voice she wants to hear at night and the last person she wants to speak to at night. And then all these thought about how we should walk in his will and not our own. And how it's a daily thing, it's a daily sacrifice and it's a daily surrender. Now if you're not sort of, if you don't identify as a Christian today, some of these things might not land uh, fully. And I do want to uh, make sure I include you, I just want to talk about Jesus for a bit and how Jesus uh, kept in step with the Spirit. Um. Because Jesus had a pretty rough ride, right? Like if everybody knows, like spoiler alert, he dies on a cross, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not a great, you know, bit of his story. So we had a rough ride, but I wanted to show you these two things, right? Because it's really hard to keep in step with the Spirit when the season's bad, right? So in for example, in Luke chapter 4, in the book of Luke chapter 4, where we started in this series a few weeks ago... Um, It says this, Jesus, after he'd been baptised, was full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, and listen to this, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Thanks, God, for 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. (laughs) Captain obvious there, Luke, thank you. Fair enough, though. Just been baptised major life moment, and now he's in conflict with the enemy. But then, at the end of his life, this is what happens. He's about to get arrested. I'm laughing because I know the story ends, but I'm not laughing at him. Do you know what I mean? And So he's about to get arrested to go and die on a cross, and this is what happens, right? He's in a garden of Gethsemane, and in Matthew chapter 26, he says this, And Jesus, going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father... If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he said he was crying blood and he was having literally a mental breakdown in this moment. He was saying, God, I don't want to do this. Dad, don't make me do this. But if you want me to do it, I'll do it. And you know what? The father didn't answer his prayer. Think about it. His own dad didn't answer his prayer because this is like the truth of life, right? God is not always going to answer your prayers. He's not. He's not answered all my prayers. He's not answering my prayers at the minute. See, in some ways, because sometimes your wish doesn't align with His will. Ah, oh, so hard. Because for some of you, it's traumatic. It's tumultuous, it's not as easy and it's flipping, but sometimes my wish just just doesn't agree with God's will. And we have to trust. We have to trust that God has our best interest in mind. We've got to have the faith that whatever we're going through, God is a good and faithful God, that he will never let anything overcome us or overturn us, but yet he is our ever-present help in times of need. That's what faith is. So check this out. The son is here. The spirit led him into conflict. And then his father led him to the cross. That's the problem with three, isn't it? There's always two against one, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like unfair. Who believes Jesus got the raw end of the deal? Do you know when they were picking straws, who gets to go to earth? But can I say, though, as much as I'm making a point, Jesus was also led to heal people. He was also led to have incredible moments, life-affirming moments with his mother and his brothers and sisters and with his disciples. Amazing moments of the miraculous and the beautiful and the the just fantastically mundane. The Holy Spirit was leading him all the way through his life. But this is kind of what what I wanted to say. We, We can't blame the Spirit for something that the season did. We we can't assign blame in the wrong direction because sometimes it's just a bad season, and it might not have anything to do with you, and it might have something to do with you. But sometimes just bad stuff happens, right? Anybody has some bad stuff happen? Okay, you're all lying because I know we've all had stuff happen to us that we didn't like, and the problem is when we can, even if we're not of faith, I'm speaking to you, you cannot blame the Holy Spirit, for something that the season did to you. Because I think God can be in control. And I think, I think at times God takes control, but I don't think God is in control permanently. I think God's in charge, and I think he watches over you while you sleep, and I think he intervenes in your life in moments of surrender and breakthrough. I believe all that, but I also believe that sometimes it's just a bad day. It's just a bad moment. And we have to be careful that we keep in step with the spirit and not reject the spirit because we're annoyed that he let it happen. Because we're annoyed that God le- led us to this conflict. We feel led to a place where now we're having to deal with. So oh, oh, God has let us suffer, let us go to a place that's hurt us. But let me read this statement to you. A fisherman doesn't blame his boat for the bad weather a fisherman doesn't blame his boat for the bad weather stupid boat you ever done that where you're annoyed at something and you hit it and it breaks and then you're doubly annoyed do you know what I mean you're like like that and it breaks and you go no you know it's like uh, the universe is against me no no it's just you just calm down do you know what I mean The fisherman can't blame his boat for the bad weather because he's got nothing to do with the boat. But it is the boat that you're responsible for, not the weather. And you know what? A fisherman that knows how to sail doesn't need to fear the storm. If you know how to use this boat, if you know how to sail well, then you've just got no worries because God has equipped you to overcome whatever it is that's facing you. There's a story in the Gospels of Peter, the Apostle Peter, the angry, stupid one, just like me. And there's a moment where there's a storm and the disciples are on a boat and, and the disciples are all like panicking because they're going to die in the Sea of Galilee. It's just like a mega storm, right? And then suddenly they see Jesus walking on the water and it's like a Scooby-Doo moment. Like it's a ghost. It's a ghost. You know? Don't know where that came from. Like, oh no, he's a ghost. And Jesus is walking on the water. Peter, because he's stupid, he gets out of the boat, right? And he starts walking on the water to Jesus, right? You might not know this story, but it, but it happened. And then Jesus sort of, he starts to sink. Jesus rescues him They go back to the boat and Jesus calms the storm, right? But what was amazing to me is that the moment where Peter got filled with the Holy Spirit and even the moment where he said, Jesus, I think you're the son of God, he was able To step out of the boat and walk on water. And he wasn't even filled with the Holy Spirit then. So if you're in here and you would say that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, what are you going to do? Peter walked on water, so what are you going to do? Isn't it time that we got a bit of confidence? Isn't it a bit of time we stopped taking it, lying down, and we started standing up and saying, I have got the spirit of the living God inside me. So even though I'm tired, lacking, or losing, I'm just going to step. It's just a step off the boat. What an idiot. But it paid off. He had such faith in him that if Jesus was stepping, then I'm going to step. If Jesus is moving, then I'm going to move. And I'm gonna believe that the weight and the gravity of the spirit of the living God is greater than this fluid ground that I am trusting him to move on. Fear is always an opportunity for faith, always. And we cannot blame God for something that he is not responsible for. As I kind of bring this to a close, I've got five minutes and twenty-nine seconds. Shouldn't have told you that, because now you know where the timer is. <laughs> and you'll be texting me during this talks in the future. I've got my phony and sometimes y'all text me things during this and th- I'm like, no, stop distracting me, sending me memes. Don't that's not permission, by the way. I'm not giving you ideas. Don't try and FaceTime me so you can get free stage time. As I bring this to landing. In the everyday, we must be in step with God. And when we are out of step, that's when things start to go a bit wrong. And I want to share something with you that Paul reflects again about the Holy Spirit. So we're moving from Galatians to the book of Romans. And you don't need to turn there. You can look at it in your study in your week. It'll be on screen in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 11. Uh, Paul another follower of Jesus says if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you so if the Holy Spirit that brought Jesus back to life after he died he lives in you he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you three times Paul says about the spirit dwelling in you basically I think if Paul had Twitter in those days he could have shortened that sentence a lot but his emphasis is this if the Holy Spirit is in you you don't need to fear death and you don't need to fear death because the spirit's in you because if the spirit's in you you don't need to fear. Do you see the ping pong, the theological ping pong going back and forth? And this is, this is what he means. Is he means this. It's the same spirit. So everything you see in Jesus' life, what he did, bar the fact that he was the son of God, everything that he did, it's in you. Everything. Even unto death. Even unto death. It's the same spirit in him that is in you so it's the same spirit in a different season and God feels different depending on what the season's like some seasons are great and it's fun and it's awesome and it feels like God is a bit like um, the Holy Spirit's like a jester and he's a clown and he's bringing fun and he's it's and sometimes the season sucks sometimes it's really hard And God is a bit more like a comforter, He's a restorer, He's a confidence builder. But whichever season we find ourselves in, it's the same spirit. So it's the same spirit that enabled Jesus to heal people from their sickness, it's the same spirit that led him into the wilderness. The same spirit that brought around friends and family around Jesus is the same spirit who enabled Jesus to stay on the cross when they'd all fled. It's the same spirit. You know what the cool thing is? Is in the wilderness or on the cross, two things happen. In the wilderness, Jesus is fighting against Satan and he he rejects him. And then it says an angel came and ministered to him. And in the garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus is like, take this cup away from me. And and the father says, no. And he says, okay, your will be done. He sends an angel to minister to him as well. Oh, friend, you don't need an angel to minister to you. You just need the Holy Spirit. That's perfect enough. We're not calling down angels today, but I believe that in your lowest moments, when you cry out to God, he's there, his presence is there. He's an advocate fighting on your behalf. He's the counselor helping you sort your head out and he's the comfort who brings what only he can bring, the healing, helping power. Isn't it so interesting that I can be successful but so out of step that I can look like a holy place but when you get inside there's nothing holy in here and if you're like me today a little bit unholy a little bit broken a little bit blame gamey on God what we need to do is not blame the boat because of the bad weather Instead, we need to figure out how to sail in this next season. Oh, man, that's so good. Oh my gosh, that is so good. How many times do we look at the boat and criticize it? Because it didn't go where we wanted it to go and it didn't do what we wanted it to do. And suddenly we just end up in a place where the bad weather outside begins to come inside. When if we could just learn how to sail, if we could learn what it means in this new time, in this new period in your life, whatever it is, if you figured out what does it mean to be in step with the Spirit, I can guarantee you, when you're crucified on a cross and you say things like, Lord, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing as the Holy Spirit is helping you enjoy the enjoy the affliction, as a thousand knives were going through his hands and his, his head and his flesh, you can still say, Lord, it's your will, not my wish. So bless them. Bless them. That's when you know you're in step. And I'm not there yet. Man, I, I've had a bad week. This week, I didn't spell it W W E K. I spelt it W-E-A-K. I've been weak this week. But there's a time at which you have to recognise the bad weather and look at your own boat and figure out I am still going in the direction God set me to go. Whether it's a wilderness or it's a cross or it's good things, I am going to sail because a fisherman who knows how to sail has no need to fear the storm. Stay in step, my friend. And thank you. thank you, Carol, for being the inspiration for that. When we all stand to our feet, I'd like to lead us in a prayer. Then we've got a few more songs and then we're gonna enjoy some coffee together. I want to create a moment now where if, the, if you feel out of step with God, then I'm going to create a moment for you to actively get in step with him again. I wanted to share one more thing about Carol. I didn't ask her if, you, if I could share this, but I'm just going to do it. Years ago, she told me this cool story, right? She said she was driving along one day. Do you remember this, Carol? Driving along one day. Yeah, you do. Driving along one day. And um, she, was, she was doing whatever, probably singing Tina Turner, I don't know. She was driving along, right? She's driving along, she gets to the crossroads. Might have been in Standish, but maybe not. Maybe I made that bit up. But um, driving along, and, and just before she got to the crossroads, she felt God speak to her, right? How weird is this? And God said to her, Stop the car, right? And of course, Carol's like, No. <laughs> like, I'm literally driving, I've got somewhere to be. Again, the Lord said, Just stop the car so she went okay Lord it's not. It's on green by the way the light's on green so she stops the car at the crossroads and just then this car came zooming past through a red and then a police car was chasing it how amazing is that that God literally stopped her in her tracks in order to make sure that she could carry on in safety now very very few times has that happened to me and promise you every time I get to a crossroad I'm like do something cool Pray like this, <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> and sometimes I'm just going a bit slower to see, you know. Um, but I think that's such a great example where you've had today examples of like just walking daily with the Spirit, sacrificing, speaking with him, not being deluded, praying with Him, talking with him, And then you have the big stories of where God literally stops you. but in the big and the small be in step with the spirit because even if it's a small thing I can guarantee it might be a lifesaver for you and it might keep you on the journey that you've always destined to be and why we close our eyes let's pray together shall we